0: I hope that you're motivated, fired up, because today is the Lord's day. Let us pray. Father, I am sure glad to start this prayer knowing we are winners in Christ and not losers with this world, this antichrist world. I pray that we continue to keep running by the grace and the faith you have given us as we seek to accomplish your will today your holy will and to love you with all of our heart our soul our mind our strength and may we love our neighbors and our brethren as our own selves in jesus name amen we have a lot of scripture to cover from the last couple of days of, of reading so buckle your seats we're gonna start with Romans chapter 3 verse 17 through 18 and the way of peace. Have they not known? There is no fear of God before their eyes I'm glad that Bible bigot has a little bit of fear before his eyes as he shares a meme this morning With a house that is burning down. It's just it's engulfed in flames and then overlaid on that same meme Is the phrase lost souls? And I replied to Bible Bigot that Jesus saves, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. And all I'm going to say, boys, is hose her down with the Word of God. And that's exactly what we're going to do this morning. Hose this burning house called this Antichrist world and country America with the Word of God. Others, not so much. I'm sure that the trump worshipers consider this "Kovif." they get all excited they hear this made up word covive this hashtag to be on par with speaking in tongues no wonder they bark on the floor like dogs it's all demonic to me i'm not interested in any more covifee nonsense from the jab father or anybody else all i have to say my friends is give me the Word of God. Let's hose her down, let's hose these burning houses down. Let's not get excited about demonic jabber. Yet we read in our Psalm 127, I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Hence the reason why someone replied to me this morning when I made reference to Trump and Trump worshipers, they said, F you. Fraser Rice says, venerate might be a better word. Peter denied Jesus three times, and he's still held in high regard despite his deep flaws. We don't want to discourage the attempt when God raises someone up. It's hard enough to get tapped on the shoulder. Donald is deeply flawed, but in a position to be utilized. Well, absolutely, my friends. I absolutely agree that God raises up every single ruler that this world has ever known for the purpose of utilization. But in this case, I believe that it's for judgment upon this country, not a blessing. Do you really believe, my friends, that that America is on blessing grounds? The same miracle where I just saw a City Council in Alaska open up with an invocation from a satanic temple Friends Without the Word of God Without this passion without this desire there is no truth and then we wonder why Young ladies such as Allie questioned God in a recent tweet She says this if God is love Why does all that surrounds him invoke war, hatred, judgment, and ridicule? Why won't Christians accept everyone if God is love? Why do Christians constantly pass judgment when God's the one to judge? If God is love, it's toxic love that needs therapy. (laughs) This is why I say, my friends, you wonder why there's a lack of truth in this land is because people don't read the word of God. They concoct their own word and their own minds and make themselves their own God, but yet Exodus 15, three says the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Little do these people know that God is a God of love and he's a God of wrath. You choose what side of that coin you wanna be on. I am on the side of his love in Jesus Christ. And without Jesus Christ, you are on the side of wrath. Now I'm glad that all of our youth have not fallen away from truth and righteousness that's found in the Word of God. A young man by the name of Kevin sent me a message this week. He direct messaged me and said and said this. He said, hello, Mr. Horville. my name is Kevin, and I've recently been asked to lead a Bible study with our local church group of college-age peers. I found gospel today and love the conviction you have sharing God's Word. Do you have any tips for me as a young man learning to be a leader and a teacher at, at, at the small group level? Long term, I want to be the spiritual leader of my family as we are commanded to be in the word. I think this is opportunity could be a great training ground. Thank you for what you do. May Jesus receive all the glory. First of all, my friend, my young soldier of Jesus Christ, may Jesus Christ receive all the glory. I'm glad that the Lord has led you to tune into gospel. Now, as for this leading of your peers in a college setting, I will say this. You have earned my utmost respect, young man. You have earned my utmost respect. And you asked for tips from me? Well, I'm gonna point you to the Word of God. And the first thing that I'm gonna tell you to do is pray. Pray. And then I'm gonna tell you to read the Bible at least once a day and at least once through in a year. And then I'm going to tell you again, pray. And then I'm going to tell you again, pray some more. Now, young man, young soldier of Jesus Christ, your long-term goal is tracking. You must be a man. You must lead your home and your wife and children as Christ has loved the church. And he leads us, he never leads us, nor does he forsake us. Yet in this country, in this God-forsaken antichrist land, men are leaving their families by the droves. Christians must not, this must not be named among the Christian people. The people of God. So I'll say it again, pray some more, my friend. And then, tell everybody about Jesus. Tell everybody you can knowing that this house is burning down and it must be doused with the word of God and truth. And then if you still have time, my brother in Christ, if there's still time available in the day, then tune into my podcast. And then guess what? Pray some more. I wish this young brother peace in Christ. And I'm glad that this young brother and soldier in Christ has a desire to fight in this known spiritual war that you and I face on a daily basis. I am glad that this brother understands that the indoctrination of the word is stronger than the indoctrination of this world. You must not confuse the truth of the word with the truth that flows from this world, a subjective truth. The world is separated from the word by one letter and that letter is L for loser which is the title of today's live gospel episode L for loser number 121 and I'm here to tell you losers do not stand for the truth of the word of God hence why they are losers because they are lost without Christ. Corey J. Muller posted on Gab, a mixed bag, really, part of what got us into this mess is men being unwilling to stand up for the truth. The loss of anonymity would require every man to choose whom he serves. Anonymity. Listen, my friends, my name is Andrew Horvill. A name that is not ashamed of the Gospel. A name that is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. A name that has been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. A name that has the gift of God called faith that will endure to the end. A name that does not fear what the Antichrist will do to this body. A name that will proclaim the name of Jesus Christ to my very last breath. I serve Jesus Christ the Lord. Speaking of losers, I commented on the uproar of the supposed Trump is back celebration. And then what do I get? Do I get any encouragement? Yeah, right, brother, wear the shoe if the shoe fits. No, I get told to F off. And then you wonder why people that call themselves Christians are barking on the floor like dogs. Now, let's get back to this idea of indoctrination and i have a question for you whose indoctrination is stronger the antichrist or the christians i want you to think about that question there's a captain fordo on gab he says what the antichrist want is for christians to continue sending their kids to public school so they can be indoctrinated into secularism keep fighting in the school boards but do not send your kids to government indoctrination camps. Now this is what this is my response. If you think for one moment that the indoctrination of the Antichrist are stronger than the indoctrination of the Christians, I will refer you to an experience that I had as a high schooler. I went to a public school from the 7th to the 12th grade. And guess what? I was not a Christian. I was not raised in a Christian home. But guess what? I remember when there was one girl throughout that whole period of high school. One single girl that I remember that took a stand for Christ. Now I don't remember what this girl looks like. I do not remember her name, I just remember her stand. For Jesus Christ the Lord. Now I didn't know exactly what that meant back then. I respected it, but I didn't know what it meant. But I do now. So no, Captain, Christians abandoning the public schools is exactly what the Antichrist want. In 1963, There were remarks made to the House of Representatives at a Mrs. Nordman's request, as she stated before this committee, the current communist goals as of 1963. Number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda, which is another term for antichrist propaganda soften the curriculum get control of teachers associations put party lines in textbooks number 18 gain control of all student newspapers number 19 use and then you wonder why number 19 use student riots to form for, to foment public protest against programs or organizations which are under communist attack Infiltrate the press number 20 get control of book review assignments editorial writing and policy making positions Number 21 gain control of key key positions in radio TV and motion pictures But you notice that this starts off with the education system yet the Christians want to abandon this to the Antichrist The truth is my friend that the poor people do not homeschool their kids They can't afford to homeschool their kids because they're working two jobs as a single-parent family home. As they raise the fatherless, the same fatherless that we abandon within these public institutions, the same fatherless that grow to despise the Christian because of the same abandonment. So don't tell me. All I ask you to do is pray about it. And you tell me you cannot even pray about it. You get offended when I say just pray about it. Ask God why he sent Daniel, Joseph, and Moses to the public institution, school education system. Ask God why he had them lead those same institutions. But you want to get offended at me, and then you wonder why these points continue to go on. 23, control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness. Repulsiveness, meaningless art, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free peace. Number 25, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Why are the fatherless turning to pornography? Because they do not have the mentorship of the Christians, because the Christians have abandoned them. You say, well I'm not sending my, I'm not praying about it, I'm not sending my kids to the Christian schools, no questions asked, I don't care if God told me I'm me himself. Okay, my friend, if that is your answer, why don't you invite the fatherless to your Christian homeschool then? Verse, 29. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out-of-step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations of a worldwide basis. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Yet promiscuity and easy divorce is rampant through all households, Christian or not, in this country. So what are you teaching your kids? You want to sit here and point out these public institutions and what they're teaching. What are you teaching these kids in your home as you Netflix and chill, as you cuss at your wife, as you slap your wife, as you do ungodly things within your home. But yet you say, I homeschool, so I'm the man. I'm the Christian example as I abandon the fatherless and I'm a hypocrite in my own home. Piedman Game Calls says, I understand your logic and why Christians should take back Christian schools. But without God's intervention, I'm afraid public school indoctrination camps are too far gone. They are rotten from the top to the bottom. Maybe they are in most places, my friend. Maybe they are, but I'm here to tell you we could save a few children that can make a difference for the glory of God and for this country. But all I know is this, is if our schools are lost forever, so is this country. There is no hope. Andrew Torbus says this movement will be much more productive if we focus less on bought and paid for national politics and more on local and state offices, homeschooling, homesteading, supporting one another's businesses online and off. The regime will collapse on itself and we will reclaim what is ours when it is done. But until that happens, we need to build and help one another in our own backyards and stop focusing on the daily show distractions in D.C. And I told my brother, and he liked my reply with a like on gab. I told him, I said, I will add my brother not to forget the public schools because speaking of local office and state office without involvement in the public schools makes no sense to me. And speaking of visiting the fatherless and ministering to the same, we read in Isaiah 25 4, for thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat when the blast of the terrible ones Is as a storm against the wall and I'm here to tell you that those little young ones those little ones are going through storms in this life With families that don't even care about them. They don't need the Christians to abandon them too Now my wife is an elementary public school teacher and if you were involved in the lives of these children for just two minutes you would understand every single word that I'm telling you today Matthew 19, 13 through 15, then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me for such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and he departed thence. Captain Fordo says, what's more likely, the Christian Christian evangelizes the school or the school evangelizes the Christian into secularism. Most kids simply aren't equipped to defend their faith. And that is why I ask you, my friend, what is stronger, the kingdom of God or the kingdoms of this world? He says, are these children under the age of 18 equipped Are these children in Luke chapter 18 equipped for the kingdom of God? Luke 18:15 through 7 they brought unto him his old also infants that he would touch them But when his disciples saw it, they rebuked him But Jesus called them unto him and said suffer little children to come unto me Come unto me forbid them not for such is the kingdom of God verily I say unto you Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child in no way shall enter therein. Were these little children not equipped? Answer me, friend. Omerta on Gab says, I hope a bunch of unique ideas and experience end up in here. Mine isn't the most motivating. I attended Christian schools for five years, and most of my classmates and their parents did not appear to be practicing Christians. Not even going through the motions in many cases. I was confused by it at the time. Hadn't seen the plank of my own, yeah, yet. However, the lessons powerful enough to transcend time came from the real ones. Well, Omerta, the truth is this. My wife went to a Christian school all her schooling before she went to college. All the way through the 12th grade. And guess what? She was brutally bullied. Brutally bullied. And that is why, my friends, I say we must pray about all things and assume nothing to include where God would have you to attend school. My wife graduated from a public university with summa cum laude honors. While at her university, she shared the love of Christ. She shared the word of God with her fellow students, she's saying the building was on fire and she's seen the phrase overlaid souls are lost she loved them and the LGBTQ crowd was so impressed by her genuine love for them that she in, in was in their group setting one day and they said we will only accept religious materials from this woman because she loves us because she truly cares. I'm telling you that same power and love of Christ, if it's taken into the public school system, if it's taken into your local city politics, if it's taken anywhere in this world, it will transform the lives and minds of people. The power of God, my friend, the kingdom of God is stronger than the kingdoms of this world. Yet while Christians have been arguing of whether or not it is better to worship on saturday or sunday the antichrist have been taking over every single day of the week they have been taking over the church to include our public schools which christians are surrendering i refuse to surrender anything to the antichrist you do what you will child you make your excuses i refuse to surrender anything to christ by God's grace, my family's going to make a difference, and my wife is doing exactly that in the ch- in, in the lives of these little ones. Emperor Index says, yes, the denominations bicker and undercut each other while the forces of evil march largely unopposed. Why can't we be unified like Jesus said he wants us to be? Yeah, I, I completely get it. Emperor I feel you. I surfed Twitter over this past weekend and all I was seeing was high-profile Ministers, I said it right Ministers because they were mean to one each to each other as they squabbled more than the schoolyard girls at public schools That's why I often post that toilet paper is worth more than the religious titles of men no wonder that the, the public schools do not respect the Christian people. No wonder that they mock us. James one twenty seven does not say abandon the fatherless and the widows. James 1.27 says pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. You say that these kids are inflicted in the public schools. Why aren't you visiting them? Keep himself unspotted from the world not having anything to do with the public schools the Christian homeschooler says okay my friend if God has spoken to your heart about that I respect that but I guarantee he would like you to one-up that and invite the fatherless to attend your school they might not come but at least you can try Bible bigot replies and said amazing my wife and I were just talking about this yesterday I don't I'm not surprised my brother I'm not surprised we serving an amazing God the Spirit of God speaks cannot see how we are preaching to get involved in politics but not the education system it makes zero sense to me zero As we read through the third and fourth chapters of the book of Numbers, we read that families are tasked specifically for service within the tabernacle of the congregation. Each family has his part in that which is holy. None of which... It includes consumer and spectator Christianity that sits in a pew for one hour a week to be entertained with sermons and a concert while you boast that you're a homeschooler. Numbers 424. This is the service of the families of the Gershonites to serve and for burdens. What is your service? My friend, what is your task? What is your purpose and what is your burden in accordance with the holy will of God? I cannot answer that But God can if you pray and you seek him Josh Waller on gab says pastors have spent years arguing that Christians should stay out of politics How is it that we are surprised that our political situation is thoroughly pagan? No, my friend The argument should be that Christians ought to be staying in the Word of God and allowing God to work out all of the politics. You think that you're going to do something in your own strength. John 19, 10 through 11, Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above, therefore he that delivereth me unto thee hath the greater sin. Where is the power, my friends? Jesus has the power. Yet you think that politics, yet you think these political messiahs are the answer. And if you're thinking that political power is the ultimate power, I have a question for you, my Christian Rambos. You think that you're going to take back this country. You think that you're supposedly going to save this country. I got a question for you. If you think that political power is the ultimate power, have you ever asked yourself this question? What if God doesn't want to save this country? What if God is judging this country? So in order for you to be victorious, don't you think God would have to be on your side, my friend? What makes you think that this country is not on the brink of God's wrath? Answer me this. And then, if God's wrath is near, don't you think that you are foolishly fighting against God? How about this, my friends? How about we start living and preaching the gospel with a tad bit of repentance and let's go from there? How about we do that, my friends? Can we agree to that? Having you not noticed that there is an overwhelmingly amount of evil that is plaguing this land? When God unleashes an evil spirit, I laugh at those who think that they can conquer such a spirit with their, with their human power and their politics. First Samuel sixteen fourteen. but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. It's the evil spirit from the Lord that now troubles this land and this country because this country refuses to repent. And if America does not repent, all I have to say is bye bye, America. Isaiah 25, 11 through 12. And he shall spread forth his hands in the midst of them. And as he that swimmeth spreadeth forth his hands to swim. And he shall bring down their pride. Together with the spoils of their hands. And the fortress of the high fort of of thy wall shall be bring down. He shall bring down. Lay low and bring to the ground, even to the dust. This is the God whom I serve. You say, Andrew, where's the good news? Where's the good news, Andrew? Well, the good news, my Christ friends, is that those who have have put true faith in Christ have faith that endures to the end. Verse 8, Isaiah 25, And he will swallow up death and victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. Now, do you know why it's important that we read the Word of God? Because the Lord hath spoken it. And just in case I have not said it enough. Just in case I have not said it enough, my friends, we are saved by faith. By faith alone, Romans 3, 29-30. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing he is one God, which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. It's by faith, my friends. It's by faith, Romans 3:28. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. By faith of Jesus Christ. What is the indicator? of such a faith that is a gift from God belief we believe but what tra- what follows true belief repentance and works what are works accomplishment of the will of God as God works through us by his blessed holy spirit verse 21 and 22 Romans 3 but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed in, witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of god which is by faith of jesus christ unto all and upon all them that believe for there is no difference there is no difference we have all fallen short of the glory of god we have fallen short of his law we have fallen short of his righteousness all are guilty i am guilty you are guilty verse 19 through 20 now we know That what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Your goodness will never pay the price for sin. Never. Jesus is our righteousness. He fulfilled the law and he alone paid the price for you and my sin. Jen and Mark, on my Substack page, reply, It makes me ill when people think that I'm so good because I believe in Christ. Outwardly proclaim his name, and therefore I must be a good Christian. I'm just as filthy a sinner as the next. Perhaps even more since I've received the grace of God, know his love and forgiveness, and still commit pretty egregious, egregious sins pretty certain the ignorant sinner fares better and then she then she quotes Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4 through 6 for it is impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good Word of God and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance saying they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and to put him in an open shame now the writer is speaking in a hypothetical sense. If it were possible, this is what would happen. But thankfully, the faith from God, the gift of God that he gives to us through Jesus Christ endures to the end. I told them, I said it reminds me of Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14, and he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and they despised others. Could it be the homeschooler who says, I'm the righteous homeschooler and I despise you public schoolers. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and even as this publican, this public servant. By the way, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess, and the publican standing afar off, the public servant, the, per, the person who works in the public schools. Standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you this, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. This is the Lord speaking. This is the word of God. This is not Andrew speaking. The good news, my Christ friends, is that we have this faith. The faith of this public servant. The faith of this publican who bows his head and repents. And who has a desire to humble himself before Almighty God. Romans 3, 9-10. through 10, What then? Are we better than they? No and no wise, for we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So much for the supremacism outside of Christ supremacism. I am a Christ supremacist who lives by faith. Notice I said faith, and faith is not a work. It is a gift that shows forth works. God's works. Works alone do not save anyone. There are heathen. There are public school teachers and students who do not know Christ whose works outshine many Christians. And yes, this is a shame. Verse 2-3 Romans 4, for if Abraham were justified by his works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. It's the work of Christ that saves alone, and that produces the works we exercise by faith alone for the glory of God. Redneck Publius replies, it says, Firstly, no doubt we are saved by his grace, Ephesians 2:8-9. However, Paul, James, and others regularly reminded the early church, most of whom were saved by grace, that we must do good works. For example, he quotes Galatians 6, 7 through 10. He also says, James walked with Jesus. He said, what does it profit, my brethren? If someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can faith save him? And then he then he says, I don't think that James 2:14 was a rhetorical question. So my friend, Rednick Publius, and all of those who want to talk about these works of God, we must answer the questions. question, and that is this. Whose works are worked in us and through us? Whose works are they? Are they our works, or are they God's? Because we read today in Isaiah 26, verse 12, Lord, thou wilt ordain peace for us, for thou hast wrought all our works in us. The Lord works through us, my friend. These are the works and righteousness that come with true faith. Our works are as filthy rags. Yes, God's gift of faith works. Of course it works. You think that he gave us a faulty gift? A gift that does not come without batteries? Works are the batteries of faith. It works, my friends. And if it does not work, it is not the faith from God. And without this faith from God, man falls into the L category from the title of today's episode. And If you think your works are going to get you into heaven, your filthy rags, if you think your works are going to get you into heaven alone, you fall into the L category without Christ, my friends, which is the world category and not the word category. Romans 4.4, 4, Now him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. It's by grace that I, I serve God because of his grace and for his grace. You are a fool if you believe that God is in debt to you because of your works you think you're going to pre- present God your filthy rags and say, God, you owe me. What audacity, what blasphemy. No, my friend, we are in debt to God's grace because he does all the work for us and in us and through us, through Jesus Christ. Romans 4, 5, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His faith is counted For righteousness again my friends it's not I who works I believe in him who justified me I believe in him who works within me I believe in him for the righteousness that I need to enter into heaven through Jesus Christ I live by faith which is a faith that believes it's a faith that repents and it's a faith that works there's not enough works that you or I could do in this lifetime or the next to personally pay for the sin of one toddler candy store theft lie. Let alone your entire sin debt. Verses 6-8 through eight, Even as David also described it, the blessedness of man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are these, they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. Jesus paid it all all to him i owe we were driving to the park today and guess what was on the radio jesus paid it all all to him i owe hit that lynn jesus, jesus paid it all all to him i owe sin had left a crimson stain. He washed Wash the whitest snow. It's always been this way, my friends. Even Abraham was saved by faith and not by the works of the law. Verse 9, Cometh this blessedness, then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. If you are in Christ, you are the faith seed of Abraham which is the Israel of God. Did Abraham's faith produce works that were pleasing to God? Of course it did. And so will our faith, a faith that is a gift from God. Notice in verse 11 of Romans chapter 4, the work of circumcision was a seal of righteousness. In other words, the work performed was an evidence or fruit of genuine faith that was exercised by faith verse 11 and he received the sign of circumcision a seal the righteousness of the faith that which he had yet being uncircumcised that he might be the father of all them that believe though they be not circumcised that righteousness might be imputed unto them Also, so here we see that the true faith of Abraham produced works James 2 17 even so faith if it hath not works is dead being alone It is impossible for the works of the law that we perform To save us and this is why Jesus the son of man who is the son of God came into the world to save us from the penalty of the law that he alone could pay for and fulfill Jesus alone my friends verse 13 through 15 for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law but through the righteousness of faith for if they were are which are of the law be heirs faith is made void and the promise made of none effect because the law worketh wrath for there is where there is no law is there is no transgression We know that the Christians are the faith seed of Abraham because Abraham is the father of us all. Father of us all, the faith seed of Abraham. Abraham was justified by faith, verse 16 and 17. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be of grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Again and again and again, my friends, born-again Christians are the Israel of God. We are the faith seed of Abraham. The word of God cannot be any clearer than this. And salvation is made available to all who will trust in Jesus Christ by faith verse 23 through 25 not it now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him but for us also to him it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for a justification and some say well what does imputed mean it means that Jesus took the blame And crucified it to the cross. It is finished. And that's power. And if this faith is continued to be refused in this land, if people refuse to repent, America is going to be brought down harder than it's already being brought down. Verse 4 through 5, Isaiah 26 Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. For he bringeth down them that dwell on high, the lofty city, he layeth it down, he layeth it low even to the ground, he shall bring it to the dust. How do we know this faith in the word is in us and that we do not fall into this elk category with the world? Let me ask you, are you concerned with the judgments of God? Do you wait on him every day do you desire to accomplish his holy will do you remember him and love him with all of your heart soul mind and strength because if you do not you do not have the faith that comes from god isaiah 26 8 yea, in the way of thy judgments o lord have we waited for thee the desire of our soul is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee Isaiah had faith That comes from God the same faith that Abraham had the same faith that I have and that I preach to you today The same faith that I desired for you to have my friend As I shout out to the burning building Jesus saves Do not expect these works that flow from the faith of God from the unjust why I say works, say whose works do I mean? It's the works of God, my friends. The works of God. Isaiah 26, 12, Lord, thou will ordain peace for us, for thou hast wrought all our works in us. It's very clear, my friends. The word of God is just so beautiful, so wonderful. Yet we choose to be ruled by Antichrist. The problem is, my fellow Americans, is that this country will only be ruled by the Antichrist for so long because Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back soon. And if this country refuses to repent, then it will burn with that burning house to the ground. It will burn in hell. Verse 2, Isaiah 26, Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth, May enter in. America, we have lost the truth. We have we have not kept the truth. And because of it, the Antichrist now have dominion over this Antichrist nation. But the question is, my friend, will you be destroyed with this antichrist nation? Verse 13 through 14, and I'll close with this in Isaiah 26. O Lord our God. Other lords beside thee have had dominion over us, but by thee only will we make mention of thy name. They are dead, they shall not live, they are deceased, they shall not rise, therefore hast thou visited and destroyed them, and made all their memory to perish. I ask you again my friend, who has the power? My God, or your politics? Answer wisely. Psalm 121 I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become A team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.